Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to another episode of the Self Build Plus podcast, where we chat with self builders, suppliers, and experts about all things home building and renovating in Ireland on both sides of the border. I'm Astrid Matson, your host and the editor of Self Build Magazine. So today we have Dave Redmond of Beam Vacuum and Ventilation. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So we are going to be talking about ventilation first of all. Can you describe what ventilation is first of all? Why do you need ventilation in a house and if it's a requirement for regulations? Sure. Ventilation in homes uh, since time began was always very important, but times have changed and people are, op- are opting now for high efficiency and low energy type houses. So the, the fact that uh, the old type ventilation now is counterproductive, and by old type ventilation I mean natural inefficiencies in house builds, holes in walls with vents on which we all grew up with and we're all very used to, uh, they are no longer efficient from several points of view. One, heating costs are rising, as we all know. Two, security measures. You cannot leave windows open all day long while you're out at work. So the mechanical uh, ventilation is a must in in modern homes. Uh, It's highly efficient and it will also cut your your fuel bills enormously. We can capture and uh, reclaim 95% of heat, which would normally be lost through ventilation. Mm-hmm. So then, how? So, it, but it's still possible to ventilate your home with naturally with the building regulations. Is, is that right? It, yeah. it, it certainly is. It, it's a contentious issue at the minute because people are investing an awful lot of hard-earned money in making their homes highly efficient and and uh, low energy and, and that type of thing. And it really, as I say, it's counterproductive to to burst a hole in the wall yeah. after spending a fortune on insulation. So it is being looked at, and uh, it's something that I feel will go away. Mm. Um, Vents in windows are not efficient. Uh, holes in walls are no longer practical. So I think the mechanical aspect of things is is really where it's at now at the minute. So what various types are there? There is various options in terms of um, yeah. yeah central systems. Well, what what we would offer generally is th- there's three aspects to to ventilation. There's a positive input ventilation system, which is a small simple unit that sits sits in an attic space, and it will be for the smaller size property, 
and very, very good at the, the likes of the retrofit market. What do you mean by smaller size? <clears throat> well, anything up to maybe up to two thousand square feet. Really, we can we can we can safely ventilate a home. One hundred eighty uh, square meters, roughly. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. What's happening is the the, the current trend is towards is is, to, is towards making the house as airtight as possible. So what people are doing is they're insulating the house to within an inch of its life. They are uh, they're they're you know putting in lots and lots of insulation throughout the attic and getting their walls pumped and the whole lot. But they don't really give a lot of thought to how the house is going to live and breathe. So what we can do in, in cases like that is we can retrofit a system in. So what we do is we force in fresh, clean, filtered air through a machine. It comes out through a vent centrally located within the house and it disperses the old, stale air. So it means that you've got air changes regularly. Mm-hmm. That would be a kind of a base level, very, very good, very efficient system, uh, very good in apartment living uh, where it was forgotten how to ventilate. See, what people are generally doing now is they're basically taking their homes and they're insulating them so much, they're almost putting them inside a plastic bag and tying a knot. Yeah. And as a result, like you or I going into that scenario, the house is sweating and the house is not functioning the way it should do. So it manifests itself in black mold growth, which is highly invasive and horrible to live with. It's also manifesting itself with condensation uh, streaming down your windows and your mirrors in the house. So this positive input ventilation is a super product to, to alleviate that. The second type system would be an extract uh, system, uh, central extract ventilation. And it does exactly what it says. It, it extracts from the wet rooms in the house. So your ensuite, your bathroom and your utility room takes the moist uh, stale air and, and gets rid of it. And, and is, then that, is that <coughs> one, um, it's just a higher, a stronger, better performing product than just your regular, because we have vents, we have mechanized vents in the bathrooms at the moment. Yeah. So what's the difference between those little mechanized vents and the The, the difference is efficiency vents? and you know what happens is over time those little ones that we all are used to, they, they, they stop working you don't notice they've stopped working and it just manifests itself in your, your bathroom getting mold. The other thing is they are all separate and individual systems. So if you've got four en-suites or three en-suites and your main bathroom, each one of those components are separate. So what that means is as you're extracting from these rooms, it's going out through a hole in the roof. So if you look at your roof, if you've a lot of time on your hands <laughs> and you can see little uh, vents on the roof, that means there's four to five holes punched out. So the, again, the efficiency of an airtight house is is called into question. What our system does is it networks all the different bathrooms with a series of pipes, puts it all into one pipe and extracts and vents out through one hole. So it makes it a much, much more efficient (coughs) system. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the top of the range type system, which um, for airtight, for highly efficient houses, would be uh, ventilation with heat recovery. And it's, it's really, it's, it's one of the renewable type products that you actually get tangible payback in a very, very quick time. Uh, so what it does basically is it takes in fresh air from, from the outside. It passes it through the ventilation machine, which is located in an attic space or a utility room. There's a heat exchanger plate or wheel, depending on the technology you go for, uh, within the system. So what happens is the, the fresh air comes in, passes over this heat exchanger plate. It gives lovely fresh air into your home, but the, the air that's been uh, exhausted out 
extracted out of the home is not lost because you've spent good money in heating up that air so what it does is it takes that heat from the old air without ever contaminating or cross-contaminating and uh, we can reclaim that heat up to about 95% efficiency Mm -hmm. so your fuel bills will go down and you're you're not being penalised for bringing fresh air into your property Mm -hmm. you're you're actually going to save a lot of money on your heating Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so would there be a huge cost difference would it be like double the price between positive input versus heat recovery is that kind of what's yes th- that'll be fair to say they're completely two different beasts and they serve two different purposes one is a pure ventilation um, smaller type scenario and the other would give you the, the whole heat recovery so yeah there would mm. be a considerable cost difference mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of installation so how does that work do you and d- no let's do design first in terms of design how when do you need to get involved um, in the process yeah. do you yeah, how does that work? Well, in terms of the process, we, we can retrofit our product into uh, refurbishments and or remodeling of houses. The obvious answer would be that the best stage to get it is as early as possible. So we would obviously prefer a new greenfield build because it makes it very handy in terms of getting our pipes in. We are the, the type of company that we operate a purely rigid pipework uh, policy. Um, so it means that the pipes are a larger type pipe than, than maybe other offerings out there. Uh, but what that means is it's, it's a highly, highly efficient and it uh, dissipates any noise implications because you're, you're passing air through a larger pipe rather than a small pipe. So you don't get a gushing of uh, and, and any sort of noise reverb back into the, into the home. It makes it extremely efficient as well. As I said, we can, we can reclaim up to 95% of the heat that would normally be lost. Mm, and that's partly due to the rigid pipe. Yeah. Absolutely. The, the rigid pipe and uh, planning and making sure that everything is sized correctly. So the earlier, the better for us. Like we like to get into the drawing stage. Mm-hmm. But if somebody has a, a, an issue with, you know, in the house that they're currently living in, we have an, a, an answer for that as well. So how would you do it? You just box it out? You just run the pipes along the ceiling and box them out? Or is that the most common way? Or can you actually? No, we, we, we tend to hide mm. pipes. Um, okay. So, you know, with, with a little bit of magic and jiggery pokery, <laughs> we can find opportunities to run pipes. So there's normally an attic space in in most homes. Mm -hmm. The the flat roof um, house is the bane of our lives in that we have to really look hard to find where to put pipes. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, we can find uh, an opportunity to put pipes in. We've got different types of pipe. We've got round pipe and we've got also got rigid flat piping, which we can, as long as we get the measurements correct, we can use it and use it with confidence. Right. Okay. So then the installation process, is that best done by a professional or would you, is there a component? that can be done by the self-builder? We, we don't want to rule out our product to the DIY builder, but, but realistically, on partic- in particular on the, the heat recovery element, it's a difficult enough installation and we would prefer to have it done professionally. What you're, what you're messing with as such is uh, you're, you're, you're talking about the ventilation of your home and it's, it's a vital part of the construction of the, of the, of the, of the house and it's, it's what you and I are going to live on and, and breathe on as is the fabric of the house. So to get it done properly, we, we can look at every case uh, as it comes up and we can offer advice. So if there is a DIY scenario with somebody very competent, we can hold a hand through the process and uh, we would certainly uh, advise that we would commission the system on their behalf because there's a little bit involved in it. Right, and what's commissioning? 
Well, commissioning would be to, to balance the system to make sure the airflow is correct, to make sure there's no negative uh, uh, feelings about the system in terms of noise or that. But what you need to be doing is you need to be, um, when you work out the calculations in terms of what you're trying to achieve by way of air changes, what you need to do is you need to make sure you achieve that. And it's done by balancing the system for uh, the different vents and, and making sure it all works out and, and, and gives the best sort of system possible. Mm-hmm. So then the commissioning would be at the end of the, the how, how well would be the sequence? The, the commissioning, the, the, the planning is, is vital and as I say the, 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 the actual installation is, is very important in terms of getting the pipe work and the pipe runs the correct length mm-hmm. and to make sure everything is insulated in the attic space, in the cold space. But the, the, in, in answer to your question, yes, the, the commissioning will be at the very end, just as the people are moving into the house. Mm-hmm. So the final vents will be put on the ceiling, and then the system is balanced. Um, we use an anemometer in terms of, of getting airflow correct, um, and it just makes sure everything is absolutely right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in terms of maintenance then, so you have your ventilation system. Would you recommend putting the unit in a utility as opposed to the attic? Preferably it, it, for maintenance, or no, what's the, the, involved in maintenance? The, our preference would be, uh, in ter- purely from a selfish point of view, from an installer point of view, uh, would be the attic space. But having said that, we can also put it into to the likes of a utility room, a plant room, um, you know, a press in a hall, that type of thing. It depends on the size of the property. Some of these machines can go quite large, uh, but in, in terms of the installation, attic space is brilliant. Uh, mm-hmm. You can run all your network pipes off it. But we look at every case uh, on a case-by-case basis, and we can, we can generally find a way to put it in. So what kind of size are we talking about for the units for let's say a 200 square meter house? 2000 you're looking at a, a, a chest you're talking about maybe say about three foot long by two foot wide mm-hmm. um, quite significant but it's it, it's hidden up in the attic and you never really see it all your demand controls and all your controls are with you within the envelope of the house it's not like you've got to go up to the attic at, on yeah. a regular basis or anything like it yeah. the information coming back from the machine is in your hand on our system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So it's it's mostly automated though, isn't it? The system. So it's it it'll kick on when it has to and there's not much does the homeowner have to do a lot to set it like a heating system? No, it, it, it's set up day one and we, we set it in such a way we, we, we look at every factor within a house and the occupancy levels, are there 10 kids or 4 kids, uh, that type of thing ceiling heights, uh, how people live their lives uh, and we factor all that in, so what we do is we set up the system to, to run for the family in, in situ, so two houses next door to each other, yes they look the very same, yes they've got the same square footage, but they're not the same mm-hmm. like we, we look at every case individually and we design a system to suit um, 
in, in terms of operation, it's running on automatic for you, uh, generally. There's a, a whole series, as you say, of sensors throughout the system. Uh, but you've also got manual override, so if you've got lots of guests staying overnight and they're all taking a shower the following morning, you can manually boost the system just to give it a bit of a kick and to make sure things clear a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got functionality in, you know, in the rare occasion we get really wonderful summers, you've got summer bypass, where the system will, will read what's going on. It will, instead of recovering the heat, it will dump the heat on a regular basis and you can get a, a, a gain of about two degrees less than what the, what you're operating within so it'll it lower the temperature slightly by two to three degrees depending mm-hmm. on, on the scenario uh, it, it, it's never claimed to be an air conditioning unit but two or three degrees in a hot summer like we've just had um, is significant and mm-hmm. it, it, it's a sort of summer bypass mm-hmm. so it, it, you know, a lot of the, the functions and for use for the family is thought of, but by and large, it's very simple. And if you were to leave it running by itself, in you know, in the way it was commissioned, it'll do a fine job. Mm-hmm. But you can override. Right, and a maintenance aspect in terms of the filters. Then does that that needs to be changed regularly? Yeah, we we would look again at the scenario. If you're living on a main road and there's diesel trucks going by every every day, or if you're living rural and there's and there's slurry going on or whatever, that that has an impact on on, on fresh air. Mm. So if you're bringing in contaminated air the machine's got to work a little bit harder in order to filter it but the filters we use are very very high end Uh, on one of our machines we use what's called an F7 pollen filter and that is as good as it gets so that will filter out any sort of potential contaminants but in answer to your question uh, we would advise that about once a year you would change the filters if you're living in that scenario I was speaking about with trucks, it might be a little bit more often. If you're living out in Nirvana where you're in a fresh green field with mm. buttercups and not diesel, <laughs> uh, it's going to be a little bit longer. But uh, a lot of our machines will tell you when the filters need to be changed on the, the handsets, on the information guide. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So th- the the aspect of project management for the self-builder, um, what are the watch points for them to like before you come and start the installation or... The, the installer comes if we're lucky enough to win a contract and we're, we're, we're dealing with say a builder there'll be somebody on site appointed to us like a builder or a foreman or whatever we generally make sure we're not uppermost in his mind he's got lots of things to think about so what we do is we, we hold his hand through the process and we diary every aspect of it ourselves we'll give him a few key pointers like for instance you know are you putting underfloor heating in well don't forget think about us when you're putting the underfloor heating in let us know when you're doing it so we can be a little bit ahead of the posse we will stay in touch ourselves throughout the process as best we can and we you know what stage are you at we sometimes tire people out in terms of <laughs> where are you at and, and, and for god's sake leave us alone we're, yeah. we're doing our best but we'll try and stay on top of it and we'll <coughs> give them little key uh, key words that they'll, they'll think of us but in terms of triggers like generally speaking our network of pipes go in on a first and second fixed stage and after that really it's simplicity itself we leave everything prepared for instance we leave the pipes uh, ready in the ceiling so the, the plaster can come in and do his work the painter can come in at the very last stage and do his work and then we finish off the system um, after all that's done right so realistically we'll stay on top of it and we'll, we'll mm. keep them keep and where do you need to be there at the underfloor heating stage if we need to run pipes throughout the floor right for, for yeah yeah we can we can run so you'd be running ventilation pipes in the floor wouldn't it be normally overhead 
It is normally overhead, and uh, <laughs> I'm perhaps thinking. Oh, you're of thinking of a, a, a per story, is it? No, what, what I was thinking of really was the, the vacuum side of our business. Uh, oh, yeah. But it's just, you know, from in terms of triggers, in terms of, you know, where you're going with the build, and, and, and we, we'll obviously make sure we stay on top of, of them. So the last thing we want is a builder saying, oh, God, we've gone too far, and we, we need to start, take down slabs or whatever to put pipes yeah, in. Yeah, so yeah. we'll do our best to, to stay on top and hold yeah. his hand. Great. So then central vacuum systems, what's the benefit of putting a central vacuum system in your house when we have brilliant hoovers <laughs> out, but, out but, there? But do we? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Supposedly, that's what they say. Yeah. Look, there, there's merit in, in all products now, and, and, and most manufacturers are, are, are manufacturing very decent products. But um, to, to compare a pull-around vacuum system to a central vacuum system is really chalk and cheese. Mm. Um, you're talking about efficiency. Uh, you're talking about the, the longevity of the product. The product that we supply would be designed to last a house time. Um, how long can you get out of a pull-around vacuum system? Mm. The other thing is pure convenience. And uh, and in, in terms of, of a vacuum system, convenience is where it's at. So instead of lugging around a, a large machine up and down the stairs, hitting off doors. Yeah, we had to put up with it, but there's an alternative now, and, and, it's, uh, and it's been around for a long time, and it makes things very, very easy. Uh, the strength of the system. If you picture, without naming brands, the best commercial pull-around system, we all know the brand of it. Mm. Uh, you, you know, our system is probably five times or more stronger. It's industrial strength uh, suction in a domestic setting mm-hmm. uh, and indeed we can do it also in hotels and factories and, and uh, Dublin Bus would use our system to clean out the buses every evening when they go back to base but the, it's the convenient aspect of it, but it's the cleanliness and the hygienic ac- aspect to it too our systems are proven uh, and certified that uh, they uh, help allergies so if, if there's asthma in the house or if there's any sort of airborne allergy uh, issues our system is, is really clean it's, it's a sealed system so what you're picking up off the floor with your with your vacuum uh, lance and brushes is going to where it's supposed to go. It's going into the collection bucket. Whereas it cannot be said of pull-around systems in that when you're vacuuming, half of the, the dust that you're vacuuming through the machine is being exhausted out the back end of it and ending up on your architraves and your picture frames. Mm. And that's just a fact. They're probably very good systems, but th- there's a little bit of a downfall. Whereas just to, to highlight our systems, every bit of dirt taken up off the floor is collected. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the convenience as well is that you know our systems only need to be emptied a couple of times a year depending on how busy the household is but it's it's really clean it's uh, it's really silent so if you've got a so we, we had a, somebody understand yesterday and it was a semi-commercial sort of an aspect where they had half their home uh, put aside for a and b so they were in situations where they were doing the school runs also they had guests in their rooms so they could really they could vacuum in the morning time while people are still lying on because mm. it's completely uh, really really quiet Right. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, the power plant yeah. is not in the living quarters. So the power plant can be in the uh, in an outside garage or in a utility room or a plant room outside the living quarters. Mm-hmm. Up to fifteen meters away is, is is perfectly fine. Right. So is um, so what's the installation like? How does what does that process go through? It's a bit like a ventilation unit. You were mentioning with the pipes. That yes, there's for a sure. Pipe duct run. It is. It's a series of duct runs, and you would have a series of sockets uh, on the wall where you would plug in your hose. So they're strategically placed. We generally operate with a nine-meter hose. So that means if you plug it into a wall, you can go nine meters in any direction. And nine meters is a, is a, a hell of a, a long way to go. The, the idea is convenience and simplicity. So you plug in, and off you go, and you walk, and, and you do your chores, you do your vacuuming. The, the, the network of pipes are very much smaller than the ventilation, so it's a very easy install. And I would safely say that for a 
DIY person in this scenario, it, it's very doable. Uh, again, with a little bit of guidance from us, uh, we will produce a DIY guide uh, that will come with a system. We have a DVD also to help people through it. Uh, but it's a simple enough operation, and uh, just as long as it's done correctly, it, it, it'll work. And in terms of the maintenance, then, the filter changes? I suppose that's the thing with vacuum cleaners, you have to... <laughs> The yeah. handheld ones, you, you and, have to and, clean the filters. And all thank the you for that prompt because I, I was forgetting it. The, <laughs> our filters are self cleaning, and in our systems, the, the filter is made from Gore Tex. And it would be a heavy-duty Gore-Tex, not like what you'd wear on a rain jacket, but Gore-Tex that maybe you would have on, you know, a hole in the heart repair, you know, in a, in a, an operation. It's a it's a rubberized compound, but it is Gore-Tex is is, is the, the the material. So what's what does that mean? It's self-cleaning. When when you switch on our system, the filter rises up into the into the machine. The the dust is collected and lands where it's supposed to land into the collection bucket, and the the filter stays out of the way and filters everything that's coming through it. Then when you turn off the system the, the the filter will land and come back down into the system and it would land with a little bit of a bang and disperses any residual dust and that in turn ends up where it's supposed to end up mm-hmm. uh, another aspect to the cleanliness of our system is that our collection buckets are lined with a, a chemical compound called alphasan and alphasan is it's it's it never needs to be replenished it's there forever but what that does is that that kills off any sort of microorganisms that are prevalent or walking on you and I at the moment mm-hmm. uh, or any sort of uh, you know little bugs or, or so it dissipates any issue about smells or uh, that so it's, it's, it's a very oh, clean yeah. process mm-hmm. yeah yeah because you only empty it twice a year so yeah yeah, yeah and the, the, the twice a year mightn't be exactly accurate because I say if you've got a, a house with you know four or five kids and all their friends coming in with football boots you might need to vacuum more often but generally speaking I know our own place at home it's a relatively busy house and we probably empty it two three times a year as well mm-hmm. the, the whole uh, the, the, the dust and, and dirt coming back from the system is mulched down and it kind of compacts down very well and, and it gives a lot of room so yeah Right, okay. And um, so the the aspect of you have an attachment that goes into into the wall, so you need space to store all of your attachments and stuff. That'd be a bit bulky, I suppose. So that's something it, to bear in mind. Yeah, it, it really isn't bulky because the only thing you've got to store within the, the living quarters of the house is the hose. Mm. And no matter what type of vacuum system you have, you have a hose on it. So mm. it wraps up. We've got a, a hose caddy, so it's a little bit of a hanging s- scenario. And the, the hose wraps up very, very uh, small. Mm. So the as I say, the power unit, the vacuum system itself, can be anywhere else in the house mm-hmm. or outside the house. Right. So no, it's, it's very, so. What people generally do is they put it into, you know, the press in the hall or the the mm-hmm. downstairs bathroom. It's 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 very small and it can be it can be tucked away very uh, very easily. Right. Okay. And um, the cost element of it is it? Um, I suppose obviously it has to be more expensive. Than yeah. <laughs> pull yeah. around. Um, what kind of can you give an indication or we don't uh, have to? Of course. To. Yeah. The, the, you know, you think about what lifespan you get out of a, a standard pull around mm. brand that you would you know that you buy in your 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 electrical store are you going to get four or five years out of it possibly mm. um, our systems are designed to last a house time so when you look at it and you like we're servicing systems that are 40 years in existence yeah and they're still going strong um, so the cost aspect would be you know we can do a, a, a vacuum system for anything from you know 900 euro to if, if you've got a very large house up to two, two and a half thousand. Mm. It, it depends, but you know, there, there's a, a budget there and there's a, a system to suit every size house. Mm, mm, mm. But it will last a, a, a house time, so it's, you yeah. know, it's good economics. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Great. Thank you. 
That's it for this Self Build Plus podcast episode. Tune in next time for more tips and advice from experts and self builders alike. And make sure to explore everything Self Build Plus has to offer. The Self Build Plus journey guides you through the process of building and home improving. The Self Build Plus forum allows you to share and learn from other self builders. While the Self Build Plus videos and our Self Build Plus virtual events are packed with information and advice. With self-built, stop dreaming, start building. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.